podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Inside Try Show with Helen Murray. This is the podcast that takes a deeper look at the sport with in-depth interviews and special episodes to keep you entertained and inspired while you're training. Okay, and rolling. Hello and welcome to episode 171 of the Inside Tri Show, brought to you by OTE Sports, award-winning nutrition. I'm Helen Murray and each week on the Inside Tri Show, I bring you awesome interviews from triathlon and beyond. This week's guest is OTE Sports athlete and British pro Lucy Byram. Make a note of the name, by the way. Lucy previously competed in ITU racing, but she switched to middle slash long course racing at the end of 2021. And she recently won Clash Miami in 2023. And in 2022, she took the win at Challenge Wales. So yeah, listen out for her and definitely, definitely make a note of her name. You're also going to be hearing from the lovely Arthur Connell with some tips for the Rock Triathlons, in particular, the Rock Wales, obviously. I'm going to be doing it. I think I'm going to be doing it. I need to get signed up. But uh, the Inside Tri Show team of five wonderful women are going to be doing it. Arthur knows the course and the area really well as well. And he actually coached his wife to the podium previously. First, though, thank you very much for letting me know what you've been up to. I had quite a quiet weekend, to be honest. I got my turbo sessions done. But other than that, I've a few dog walks, drank coffee at cake with a uni friend who I hadn't seen for ages and then a lot of very very boring jobs to be honest but sometimes needs must right and I think if I do it now then maybe when I'm really really madly busy and the long rides have ramped up and the weather's better and all that then perhaps I don't have to do them quite so much then Peter you said I did a 4k run with a bit of walk I am on the comeback trail again go Peter Kerry you said I'm a bit broken I did a 2.3k swim a 30 mile bike a 13k run a push set and a pull set <laughs> now for an 8k easy run before a relaxing spa week five base training for 70.3 swansea happy monday happy monday indeed kerry and i think you deserve your spa absolutely david you said i did my first yoga class in almost two years balance was all over the place david i'll tell you something if i now miss yoga so I, I I tend to do it. I try really, really hard to do it twice a week. And if I miss it for a week, I can absolutely feel it. And like you say, balance is all over the place. You try and stand on one leg and you just fall over. And also, I was saying this to the other side, do it with, again, if I haven't done it for a few days, initially, I really struggle to, maybe I can touch my knees pretty much when, you know, when you're um, folding over. But then as I go through it, then I can get closer to my toes. It's fascinating. But yeah, I I really do think if you don't do it regularly, blimey, it all goes. So get into a routine with it and then, yeah, just stick with it. Pete, you said, I'm entering the Outlaw Full in July. It'll be my fourth go at it. So this weekend was all about starting to build some time on the TT bike and involved a four hour ride on Zwift. Oh, Pete, well done. It felt good to be back doing some longer distance work on the bike. And talking of long distance, David, you said it's it's a long run day despite the weather. You, wow. I mean, David, we, you had a lot going on in your headphones. You said, I was listening to Inside Tri Show, Running Tales Pod, 
run compod, which I guess is to do with comrades, hashtag running tracks. And you're in training for the Manchester Marathon, the London Marathon and comrades. Go you. Felicity, I had a hectic weekend of park run, jobs on the van, a hockey match, jobs on the van, cross country, dog walking. And guess what? Jobs on the van. Sounds a bit like my weekend, but just the jobs on the van. Swap that for boring house jobs. Anyway, this week's episode has been sponsored by OTE Sports, award winning sports nutrition, and they are offering you 20% discount. So 20% off to inside Tri Show listeners. So if you want to get stocking up now for race season, just around the corner, get on it. I actually used OTE Sports gels carb drink and so like energy drink and carb booster when I did both Ironman UK and Ironman Wales I also use their hydro tabs for electrolytes when I have a bit of a slog on the turbo or maybe a slog outside as well so my point being I get on with them I have used them for what would that be Ironman UK was 2016 so what's that seven years it would be my race day fuel of choice. And if it is good enough for the Brownleys, who've been fueled by OTE Sports since 2018, then I think that has to be saying something. They do all the things you'd expect. So gels, bars, flapjacks, protein, recovery drinks, everything. So go and check them out. And for a 20% discount, use the code INSIDETRY20. There are links in the show notes and you want otesports.co.uk. Okay, otesports.co.uk. That's where you've got to head to. And the code INSIDE-TRY-20. But as I say, links in the show notes. So go and check that out. Time for this week's interview. Well, the first of this week's interviews, actually, before we get to the main interview this week, I want to bring you a little chat, a little update with Arthur Connell. Arthur is a very successful age group triathlete from North Wales. He was on the podcast back in episode 129 to raise awareness of bowel cancer and mental health. He says he was a picture of of health himself when he was diagnosed with bowel cancer in 2021. He's now in remission. And I wanted to hear how he was, because I know when we spoke last time, he was really struggling with his mental health. And I also wanted to pick his local brains for the rock triathlons, which usually are a different format to your typical triathlon. It's like completely different worlds apart. The latest CT scan showed that I'm in complete remission and we are expecting a little boy in June. And so, yeah, it's a funny thing. It's just like I was in a terrible place last time we spoke, funnily enough. Like, um, but now, yeah, life, life is great, you know, it's really good. Yeah. And are you back doing loads of training and coaching? I'm, I, yeah, I'm back uh, training and coaching. I don't have like a massive desire to compete, but I had a few different targets. I wanted to do like a big 80 mile ride with 2000 meters of climbing. And I, I, I ticked that box and that was like surprisingly quite easy. And plus, I think that because we've got a dog, a collie, and I take him running in the mountains and we've done some big loops. I remember when I was in hospital, I was looking at the, um, the Kenevi mountain range it just felt like I would never, ever be able to do that 
ever again. And then we ran it in the summer and it was a great feeling. My initial target in the pool was to try and go under 16 minutes for a kilometer. Um, I ended up going under 15. So that's back to as fast as I was. And then the last one was to try and break like the 20 minute barrier for parkrun. And I did 19.30 a couple of times. So, so yeah, it, it's great. And you said that you're you're not really sure, you're not that bothered maybe about competing again. Has your attitude towards triathlon and racing and competing, has that just changed completely? Yeah, I, I, it's absolutely, that's right. It's, it's changed completely. I mean, I, I like events. When we went over to do the Sandidno 10K, I really loved it. And I loved being part of the event. I loved seeing people run off really fast. I loved seeing people come in who train very, very little, but they've got that determination. And just seeing people getting such a big buzz out of an event, it was just a great thing. Lots of things that I had never noticed before because, unfortunately, when an event hadn't gone that well, I'd been a little bit like a bit grumpy or a bit down and I hadn't sort of realised all the great things that are to be that you can get from an event even if it doesn't go well you know that's an interesting point about um you were happy to be at the event and be part of it and I think it can be really hard sometimes maybe I don't know being there and not being able to run to what you could or sort of standing on the sidelines when other people are playing rugby but you're not able to play rugby kind of thing um how how did you find that Strangely enough, it just felt like a privilege to be able to, well, for one thing, I'm used to running in the in the mountains. So when I go for a run, one of the things about fell running, we might talk about this in a minute, is that you really have to have that sort of ability to be getting, you know, you're in a lovely place and the surroundings are nice, but the speed that you're moving at for the effort that you're making, it's just not great. You know, it's like, you're, if you're going faster than walking, then you're doing quite well in the fells. So when I was on the road in my vapor flies, the sensation of speed was amazing. I felt like I was going fast, even though I wasn't going that fast. I just didn't feel disappointed. And I felt like, hey, this is great, you know. And it, it must feel just amazing kind of feeling you again. Yeah, it does. It's like me again but with a lot of the stuff that wasn't that important taken away. And it's a strange one. I don't know where that importance came from. Like I started to do triathlon again when my mum passed away. Um, I felt like a strong sense of identity. And I think it was very, very hard to sort of let go of that. I think it's a weird one. It's a little bit like if you play a musical instrument and then you join a band and then when you stop playing in a band you never play your instrument again and that that's that's quite sad because you put all that time into learning the instrument and it's similar with sports and events it's like I was so focused on have to do well want to do this want to win that or want to place here and then now it's like I I still love going out and doing exercise and that sort of thing and I like going to an event and I'm not bothered where I come. You know, it's it's just um, as long as it doesn't feel too hard. 
I'm not I'm not one for suffering very well I don't amazing and you said you're uh you are back coaching and one of the other things that I wanted to chat to you about is the rock what yeah. are your thoughts about the the rock Wales as as an event it's an amazing event it's a touch of genius the format it's takes you on a journey and you've got like a destination to reach and then you've got to get back there isn't any other triathlon like that it's a sea swim you know it's it's still a nice ride and it's good for people who are powerful on the flat it is quite undulating but again being round here i wouldn't have called it a hilly ride but the run is hilly it's an amazing route up the walking path and it's one of them where i think it's not necessarily okay up near the front it'll be those who are in the best form and the best physical condition but if you're a bit further down the field i think it's a new experience in terms of you would be able to beat people who might normally beat you if you're determined you won't give up and you've got that mental strength because it's not a case of can they run faster than you lots of people will be walking can you walk faster than them can you negotiate your way down not negotiate way can you navigate your way down from the hill well um and so there's an element of skill involved and then there's that novelty thing as well that maybe you get it a bit from duathlon where you run and then you bike but your legs go into a different league of heaviness when you've run down the mountain and then you get back on and they're like they don't know what to do you know uh but it's brilliant race the uh five ladies i know they're feeling a little bit nervous uh for example one of them lives in a very flat area not in wales at all how could she train if she hasn't got mountains or on the doorstep she could use a treadmill and put it on a steep setting you, know, you don't have to find a hill that goes on for a long time but you can still do reps on you know, a short hill, can't you? Especially reps after, you know, doing quite a hard bike session. And the main thing as well is also to practice doing the bike after you've done a run down the hill. In terms of terrain, fields, that kind of thing will help. It would be very good for people to try to recce the run route because for a few different reasons, you at least then know what you're letting yourself in for. Footwear is another thing to look into. It is worth it if you can if you can afford a decent pair of fell running shoes, because even if you only use them once, you'll be able to sell them again. And you'll be, able, but it will make the experience much, much better because it's a little bit like having a really cheap bike that doesn't work well compared to a decent bike that all the gears change the brakes work and it's been cleaned I, th I think people don't really get unless you're a fell runner you don't really get how much difference the shoes can make what about having a bit of a fear of uh descending and and, and coming down you've got to get into the habit of exaggerating your leg lift so if you go out running you have to practice lifting your feet higher off the ground 
than you would if you were just running down a tarmac descent. You have to exaggerate it because that way you're going to guarantee that you don't catch your foot. Yeah, that's the best way to avoid catching your foot on a stone. Also, sometimes it can be a little bit different when you when you run normally. It's like your foot goes forwards and then up. So you want to get into a habit of trying to lift your leg first when because you'll be descending with the, with gravity not necessarily pushing yourself forward so on the steep bits you've got to try and lift your legs more just to avoid any sort of uh, possibility of falling uh, but if you do recce the route you can also find the grassy paths to go down so there are quite a few and it, you know you're not cheating you just know the way down that can make a difference as well some really, really good tips. And um, going back to the swim, obviously it's a sea swim. Um, the ladies are going to be doing it in September. So hopefully it will be a, a decent temperature for um, for the UK waters at, at that point. But any any tips for the, for the swim uh, at the rock? In terms of sea swimming, now this is something that did catch me out a bit at the rock in 2021. I was swimming well in the pool and I was swimming well in the lake. But I hadn't done any sea swims. And I was amazed at how, how bad my swim was because I just wasn't used to uh, getting the breath at the right time in the chop. So it is well worth trying to get in the sea. That's, that's, that's all I can say because swimming in the sea is different to swimming in other open water. You just won't get that same kind of chop from a lake. Uh, and if it is windy, then it can be a little bit like the washing machine kind of effect. But you're very safe because you're more buoyant in the sea. And there's plenty of kayaks out. So I think the thing is, is that I remember having to do lots of sighting. So get yourself a good pair of goggles. I think you get away with it in a lake where your goggles aren't that great and even you have to flip them and give them a rub. You don't in the sea. You've got to have something that your vision is good because you've got the glare of the sun. I know you get that in a lake as well, but um, in Abbasoch, the weather has been particularly good at that time of year. So, uh, yeah, you need to get used to that. And then heading on to the bike to to ride up to um, Irwithva Snowden, you said it, it's not the your favourite route at all, but obviously there's two bike legs in, involved in this race, um, 50k out and 50k back. What kind of training would you be looking to do, Arthur, to yeah, to kind of get through both both legs, actually, and the mountain run in the middle? It's a long event, The Rock, and so you've got your best chance of stocking up on food during the bike leg. So make sure you're eating and drinking. And if you don't eat and drink in training, which a lot of people don't, and people tend to do this because, and then what we do is we go out and exercise so we can have a reward after. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're not training your small intestine to take food in on the go. And if your electrolytes are imbalanced and stuff, you, your small intestine won't just absorb the food if it's not trained to do it. So that's the first tip. Um, bike position can be one as well. It's... All right being really aerodynamic, but if you tend to have tight hamstrings, you're going, to, you're going into what is a massively exaggerated run compared to your normal triathlon run. 
So you might want to experiment with just being slightly less aero, or if you are going to stay aero, not absolutely hammering it as hard as you can, because otherwise your hamstrings might pay the price. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that those would be my tips. Nutrition and bike position, because the run is very different. And we've said it is a very different event. Um, the reason that we've got this team doing it is because we want to try and inspire more women to actually take part. Uh, your wife, Catherine, you've mentioned her. Uh, she actually won it um, previously. What do you think about trying to get more women into it? But yeah, I think it's great. It's not something to be afraid of. Women are tough and when it requires that mental strength, when things aren't going well, you've got beautiful surroundings, lots of support. It's well worth doing it. And you'll feel a huge sense of achievement from doing The Rock. Everybody has a great day out. It's that sense of achievement. You go on a journey, you go up to the top of the highest mountain in Wales, and then you come back, uh, you have a massive crowd of people uh, applauding you as you come in. And you'll just feel a massive sense of accomplishment and it's memories that will last forever. So definitely go for it. Thank you so much, Arthur. And great to hear that you're back coaching as well with Total Try Training as well. So next up, OTE sports athlete, Lucy Byram. So Lucy's a young British professional, middle distance triathlete from Yorkshire. She got into sport at a very young age, doing everything from gymnastics to football, but it was running and triathlon that she and her twin sister really loved. And it was when she went to university in Leeds that she really just threw herself into triathlon. She progressed through the squads while she was doing her law degree and she concentrated on short course racing. It was only in 2021 when she entered the British Middle Distance Championships and won that she decided to get her pro card. Lucy Byron, welcome to the Inside Tri Show. Lucy, how are you? It's nice to nice Hi. to see you. Nice to have you. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good. So, Lucy, I reckon, right, quite a few people might have seen results sheets, might have seen your name, and might be thinking, who 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 is Lucy? Who is Lucy Byron? Yeah. From a young age, we've always done sport, done gymnastics, ballet, bit of football. <laughs> but then I feel like we might have started concentrating a bit on more like running side of things when we were like eight and we could join the local running club and that was home for harriers right yes yeah. what what is that like as a as a running club and what is it like as almost like the places that you go running i am touching on fell running here because some people who listen to this may not be from yorkshire right they they might not kind of get the tradition what's it like being part of a running club like that oh yeah it's amazing this on a club night there's like hundreds of people that come down like all the way from like I think you can be eight when you start to like little juniors and then there's like eight-year-olds come in as well and you all find your little group and yeah run up the valley run on the trails yeah it's brilliant and that's, so that's it so like from an early age basically you're you're outdoors you're heading up the hills right yeah yeah we did um mountain running from like a young age so we've done fell running where you just like they just put flags in the middle of the moor and you just like randomly run up a bank and then randomly run down it's not a path at all but yeah it's fun but a bit mental I guess so right doing it at a young age getting into it at a young age you then do not have that fear of descending 
No, I didn't, but then I stopped like a few years and now I do again, but I didn't at a young age. <laughs> but now I'm just worried that I'm going to hurt myself. And you said you've said we a few times and that's because you're one one of two, right? You're a twin, right? Yeah. I always I, I was saying that the other day like I can't talk about sport without saying like we cuz we've done it together like our whole lives, so it's quite hard to come away from that. Oh wow. And so that's your sister Erica. Oh, yeah. oh wow and so did you so you both were doing the running yeah. was there ever like was there a little bit of rivalry bit of competition for you know when teams and selections came up no never I feel like as we both we're both not that competitive so I feel like when if one of us did well we were both happy <laughs> so like if one of us had a bad race but the other had a really good one then we were both happy so it's fine <laughs> and then did you both sort of make that move or switch or transition or just bring bring triathlon into the mold was it the two of you that did that yeah I think I feel like it wasn't much after we joined the running club that they started setting up a triathlon club within the running club so then we started going to swim lessons with them and then just gradually got into it through that was that after the London Olympics no that was just before because I was born in 99 so that must have been like 2008 2009 that we first started and then but yeah it's a bit funny because um Mark Buckingham isn't in our running club um and his uh now wife Lucy Hall um we used to see her quite a bit but obviously we were still like little fans of hers um and I remember she when she did London 2012 um she gave us some of her tri suits and like we wore them for years <laughs> we're like little fans of hers and then it's funny how we've come to Leeds and started training with her did you have to pinch yourself the the first time that you did train with her oh definitely yeah <laughs> <laughs> so talk me through when you started triathlon and then what four years it would have been before you then went to uni we didn't do it too seriously but we we were um we did like the little regional triathlons and stuff like that and then we trained a bit but like all it was always for fun and then I feel like when we came to uni then we realized how much training you actually have to do like <laughs> we were riding back from swimming one day like an hour and a half like oh that was a long ride and stuff like that and then jumping on the table once a week for like an hour and we're like oh yeah training done but when we got to uni we were like oh yeah we have to actually train quite a bit more now <laughs> did you specifically choose Leeds Beckett yeah. because of the triathlon yes I did look at a few unis but my brother, who's two years older, also came to Leeds. And then, yeah, just knew that there was a good triathlon club community in Leeds. So, yeah, I think that was a big factor, yeah. And did Erica go to Leeds as well? She did, yeah. Yeah, I love <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't and... think we could have coped if we were separate. Oh, <laughs> that's nice, though. I think um... we thought we could do it, but I don't think we could have. <laughs> What's the longest you've been apart? I feel like it's just been when I've been away, like on camps, maybe it's like a month. <laughs> wow. Right. What What is it like then going to Leeds, uh, Leeds Beckett, so university in Leeds, mm-hmm. um, and actually being part of the triathlon scene? Is everyone in the same squad? Are you all in different squads? Do you see, let me call it like, you know, the superstars of, of British triathlon? Are you swimming with them most mornings? What What's it actually like? Yeah, so when we started uni, um, you joined the uni squad, which 
did it has like different tiers like you start out with like squad books like that's one of the squads and then yeah you like work up or just if you want more children you start at the bottom and stuff like that but then you are training alongside like the funded athletes so we have like we have like Lucy, Gordon, Beth and the Brownies so like we're all training together yeah but you're just in the lane next to them just like hi. <laughs> does it make you up your game does it does it make you think if they can do it I can do it no I've never thought like that I'm not I don't know why but um I'm just like in awe of them but yeah I still don't feel like I can do it but <laughs> that's just a bit of self doubt I guess but um yeah I mean when I look at where I am now I guess that I didn't think I'd be here and like training with the people that I am so yeah maybe I should have more self-belief <laughs> oh yes yeah definitely it, it takes time though doesn't it yeah it does take time because I think for you know for a while you just think I shouldn't be here you know what am I like well I I don't know someone someone's more kind of qualified than me to be doing this or someone's yeah. better than me and you're thinking no 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 but you, you're doing it Lucy yeah, I'm <laughs> you, trying <laughs> you are you are so right you were studying law so obviously that's quite a bit of study as well right it is yeah quite intense so how how did you juggle all of that and as the years progressed so as your course progressed did the balance change slightly between studies and triathlon? Yes. Uh, I definitely didn't prioritise studying. Like, around exams I did, but, like, throughout the rest of the year I didn't. So I was definitely behind when it came to exams. <laughs> um, but so I feel like if I did prioritise law more, I would have got a better grade. But <laughs> it's happened now. But, yeah, I'm happy with yeah how I prioritize things but yeah I definitely could have <laughs> switched it up a bit now but it just shows how much you love triathlon right yeah yeah definitely yeah there's lots of athletes and you're just like oh I should I should really be studying but then oh they're going for a bike ride oh, I'll just go join them <laughs> and did you progress up through those squads that you mentioned then that you start off with the books and then you mm-hmm. was did that happen for you yeah so I think when you first joining like when you're in first year you start out at the books level and then gradually you can move up to like development which like you're swimming with or training with more of the performance athletes and then there is a performance squad but not many people get to go in that but you are still training with people so yeah which which one did you end up in at the end I think I was in development at the end so we had like half the sessions with the performance athletes pretty unique opportunity isn't it yeah you just see the level of dedication and what it takes to be as good as they are and like you actually understand the work it takes to to be at their level yeah so what Lucy was the big what was like the deciding moment to think you know what I want to give getting a professional license a go and giving being a professional triathlete a crack um well, I was so I raced um through uni. I raced short course, or like mainly like sprint and standard distances, um and then I was having problems with my hip, so I had surgery at the beginning of twenty twenty one. So I had like a a little tear in my hip, so that needed repairing, 
and obviously that 2021 was kind of still COVID so there wasn't that many races so I basically had like the first six months out and then I didn't really have much speed so I was like just coming back so I was like oh I was wanting to try a 70.3 so I was like oh may as well try it now when I've like got quite a bit of riding behind me because I wasn't running that much so I was like I may as well may as well try it now so then I entered the British Champs which was in Aberfeldy in Scotland and then I actually won that and then I didn't realise that you could get your pro licence from like winning the race so then after like people were like oh you can take your pro licence I was like oh can I <laughs> so, so then I took it and then yeah and right if you hadn't taken it what what would you what would you be doing I uh, I'd have probably done a another uni course probably done masters or something yeah <laughs> so you got the pro card and then I guess you're thinking well I better I better do some more races so I mean what talk us through all of that yeah so when I got it I think that was September there was still a few races left so I entered Challenge Salou and Challenge Pagera. so I did them two in that year um which they went okay but not great <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a good experience, and I didn't expect to be racing in races, so yeah, it was still good. And then what? And then coming into twenty twenty two, did you just want to kind of notch up more experience and get and get more experience in that? Yeah, I didn't really have a plan. I just Lucy Hall, now Lucy Buckingham, basically took me under a wing and like helped me and showed me everything. And like I went to races with her, and she like introduced me to everyone, and it was amazing that she did that for me. So I basically, yeah, just try to race as much as I could. And because obviously going from st- uh, sprint and standard to 70.3 in like a few months, it was like such a big learning curve. So, yeah, just learning every race and obviously getting things wrong, but then asking Lucy and she was helping me. So, yeah, it was good. That, and she obviously knows that you were the little fangirls when you were younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually showed her there's a picture of us at the regional um academy like um uh presentation and she I think it must have been either after the Olympics in 2012 or 2013 and she was actually like presenting them trophies and we got a picture together <laughs> like 13 year old me with her what's the biggest thing you've learned from Lucy then I think just to just try your hardest all of them like things will go wrong and if something goes wrong but you just just keep going like you don't know what's going to happen in an hour's time like it's such a long race so even if something half an hour into the bike like goes wrong like you drop something or you just get on with it figure it out and if like at the end of the race it's not gone that well you know why or like you've learned something so yeah most of it probably went to plan at challenge wales the uh in um down in south wales but what actually what happened because you were you you stopped at one point didn't you to actually help someone else yeah I did so on the bike um on the first lap it was it was a pretty sketchy course and like it was really wet and a bit foggy and hazy um but as I was coming down one of the steep hills um I saw another athlete just like face down in brambles like I think it was quite a steep down there's like a few corners so I feel like he must have just skidded out and ended up hitting one of the lampposts I think so he was I just saw a bike at the side of the road and I was like mm, that's not right so then I then I saw him at the sides and I got off and then he was a bit out of it like he wasn't responding really so I ran up the road and obviously we we're in the middle of nowhere kind of so there was a few houses so I knocked on the houses but no one was in and then a few of the athletes passed and 
was like, can you get help, please? So then they, I guess, rode on and told the next marshal. And then when an ambulance came, and then I carried on. <laughs> and and where did you finish in that race? I won that race. <laughs> I mean, what a selfless thing to do. And I guess it's the sort of thing that you'd hope, actually, if, if that was me, I'd want someone else to stop, right? Definitely, yeah, definitely. You'd hope so, yeah. Yeah. And when I saw the state that he was in, I was like, yeah, that's that's not fair to leave someone like that. So, yeah, I definitely wanted to help him. And I didn't know whether I would, like, carry on. Like, if it took 15 minutes, maybe I wouldn't have carried on. But it only took, like, three or four minutes before an ambulance came. So I carried on, and, yeah. And did you hear from him after? Do you know, has he been in touch at all? Yeah, he has, yeah. he's He broke his jaw um, and a few other things. But, yeah, he's back doing amazing amazing and then like yeah what what else then happened in your 2022 season like it continued really well didn't it yeah it did um I raced at the challenge champs in Slovakia and that was an amazing experience to race against some of like the best in the world so that was a lot of fun um I did have a few hiccups in in the year um one of the races I did in France I slipped on one of the wet carpets coming out of transition and like hurt my car so I tried to carry on but I couldn't and then like two weeks after I raced again and got a puncture so a bit of a blip in the middle is a bit annoying but <laughs> yeah you, you learn so it's fine. Did you did you think you'd be doing what you're doing? No definitely not. When I came into this year I just wanted to get experience I didn't expect to be it would have been nice to win some money but I didn't expect to like get on the podiums or yeah finish where I have so yeah it's definitely not what I expected but maybe maybe I've, I've said that a few times that I kind of wish that I'd hadn't done this well because then it's like a bit more pressure <laughs> this year but yeah it's happened now <laughs> and has it has it made you uh, like I don't know readjust anything see things in a bit of a different way like readjust plans a bit yeah I think so I feel like the when I was in the season last year I was like oh next year I'll just use that as like a learning year again and just race as many times as I can but I feel like I have have done that and I'm I'm still learning so I definitely will still do that but I'm gonna definitely try and enter some bigger races if I can where I probably won't win anything like win any money or anything but it'll definitely be a good experience so if I can get into any like PTO race or anything like that that definitely be something I'll try and do. I know triathlon you've got to be strong in all three I completely get that but have you got one that you are actually stronger in is you know is 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 anything in particular I've never when I was doing short course I'd never say swimming was my strong point but in long course I seem to have got a bit better at it but I guess that swimming is my strong point in this but I definitely think on the bike I can I feel like I can improve a lot on the bike so hopefully I'll be a strong biker soon (laughs) and who are you are you coached at the moment I am, yeah. I've just got a coach about, I think, towards the end of last year. So, seeing how that goes for now. Oh, so is that the first time actually having almost like one-on-one coach? A one-on-one coach. Yes. Yeah. And prior to that, I guess you were just following what the kind of uni program. Yeah, yeah, just what everyone else did in the uni. Yeah. Oh my God. And so, how 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 are you finding it? No, it's good. It's different because obviously everyone has their different ways they coach and things like that. So. But obviously, this is my first, well, last year was my first year of doing long distance. So I guess it is different kinds of training anyway. So mixing it up with a coach is probably quite a good idea and like hold you accountable so much more than 
like if you don't want to go and do something but you know the coach is going to see it on training pizza you haven't done it so yeah you definitely have to get it done can you still kind of get in with the group sessions from from Leeds could you still do most of them yeah so I train with the squad with John and Al and Beth so it's like a, a separate squad now that we've trained with but then we also meet up with like the uni people and so yeah there's always groups about with and what about Erica now what's so your sister is she yes. does she do some of this stuff as well she did up until last year but now she's doing like ultra running and stuff like that now and <laughs> she's um she now works for OTE nutrition company so so does she have like less training than you now yeah she does but then whenever we go out on the weekend or after work she's always trying to like run in front of me or like I'm like you you shouldn't be better than me now <laughs> and right you went skiing earlier on in the in the winter yeah. I know like quite often professional triathletes are like oh I can't go skiing because too scared to you know fall over and things like that yeah. it, did you have to think twice about going or were you just like nah stuff it I didn't think twice about going but this was definitely the first year that I thought hmm maybe I should be a bit careful like other years I've just not really thought about it but think like speaking to people like oh you're going skiing like, yeah but yeah I think I definitely definitely took it easy this year just just in case because <laughs> my dad did end up actually breaking his arm on this trip which wasn't good <laughs> but yeah after oh, that I took it a bit easier <laughs> As a family, would because you, uh, you said before you're not really that competitive with with your sister. As a family, you like is there a bit of compet competitiveness there? Yeah, maybe within the family. Yeah, my dad is very competitive, but apart from that, I feel like we're not that competitive. We just kind of we just do it for the fun of it. Or even when I retire, I'll definitely still go to races. And even when I was coming like in a cross country, even if I was coming like top ten, even if I came fiftieth, like I wouldn't mind. Like it's just still being involved so yeah definitely yeah what's it like then on race day do you need to find a competitive spirit <sighs> yes like I do get nervous which obviously is a good thing mm-hmm. um but everyone since I've done long class like everyone on the start line is so nice like everyone's just like oh hi like just chatting literally till like the last second so you kind of don't even and then obviously they're all your friends so you know everyone so like you do try and be competitive but like yeah in long course I feel like it's a lot different short course even though you can be competitive it's all on you like you try your hardest and that's all you can do and if you come fifth if you come tenth you've you've done your best so like you can be competitive and you can race but I still feel like it's you don't need to be that competitive (laughs) not not to the state where you're getting like aggressive and pushing with each other I guess and and I guess that you would have had quite a bit in short course. And yeah. I, I imagine what in as a teenager in like the academies and stuff like that, I imagine they'd be like real competitive. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Non Stanford come and cycle with you when you were in the Yorkshire Academy as well a few years ago? Yeah, she did. Um, I think we came on a academy day to Leeds. I think that was maybe two years before I came to uni um and like to see all the athletes and train like to see them in Leeds it was amazing but and I didn't think I didn't know I was coming to Leeds at that point so and then yeah to come to Leeds after that I was like oh hi do you remember me <laughs> you're like no <laughs> oh my goodness and right what is Yorkshire like as a as a triathlon training playground oh yeah it's really good um we've got 
obviously I think the Oxdale is maybe like 30, 40 minute ride out for us. So you just get through the little villages and then you're out into the Oxdales, which is amazing. There's so many climbs and things and there's loads of reservoirs to run around, the canals. So yeah, there's loads of places to train. You never get bored. So what what do you think actually it is about Yorkshire that makes you've got that extra grit, right? I feel like it's just the weather. <laughs> whenever whenever we come back here, it's always like five degrees colder than anywhere you've been in the, in the UK. And obviously the weather's not that great, like it's always rainy or misly. Yeah. So and you obviously don't have a choice most of the time to get out, so you just have to do it and get on with it. <laughs> that surely goes back to some of your fell races when you were a youngster. Oh yeah, definitely. The weather, you're sending out little eight-year-olds into like the moors. So yeah, <laughs> it makes you tough, I guess. Do you still do do you still do much fell running now then over the winter? Yeah, we still go and train on the hills, which is different. Because obviously during during season you're just training on the roads or the canal or stuff like that. But because the fells do take out on your legs, which you don't want when you're fully training. But yeah, I love I love running on the hills. When I go back home to Huddersfield, like we're just running on the moors. Yeah, I love it. Lucy, now triathlon's your job, right? Yeah. Do you is there is there anything else as well, or is it just triathlon at the moment? The work. No. Yeah, no, it's just triathlon at the moment. I did have a part time job in a restaurant, but. Yeah, since I've earned a bit of money and my parents still support me a little bit. So, yeah, I'm managing to do it kind of on my own. <laughs> it is tough, yeah, yeah, definitely. If you if you didn't have support, then I definitely wouldn't be able to do it. I, w- I would definitely have to get a part-time job if my parents still couldn't help me out a bit. So, yeah, I am, I am lucky in that sense. Yeah, I get just, what, the first year, two years, whatever, of trying to get that pro card. Mm. It's really hard because just trying to get the prize money yeah yeah trying to get the sponsors yeah there's a few of my friends are looking at getting their pro license but it's just the fact that you have to pay like three or four hundred pounds for a race and like obviously that when they race in age groups try get it they're not going to get any money from it and like they're paying 500 pounds on accommodation things like that so it's hard yeah and if i was lucky that i got mine <laughs> on the first try so yeah I do and it is really hard to try and get it and earn some money from it so what are your hopes then for for 2023 not really sure maybe maybe up the PTO ranking hopefully get some more points um but yeah just I feel like I'm still learning I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing so um yeah try and figure out that a bit more but what right in what sense like sort of even just within a race like race dynamics or just like nutrition or just everything I think just everything like I've only well only I've raced like I think I've done 10 70.3s now and I still feel like that's not enough like I've obviously I've changed my nutrition every now and again and like if it's a hotter race and I've still not got it right or whatever like the race dynamics are always different every single time like so I still don't know how to judge a race I don't think so if there's like a group up the road you you chase them or stuff like that so I still I'm still figuring it out it's is prep you know any not not the training side of it but almost you know the few days before a race or maybe the week before a race is is that much different between 70.3 and that short course or is that quite similar no I definitely say it's different I feel like when I did short course I didn't think about it as much whereas now 
you're going out to say Spain or something and racing, you need to make sure you're hydrating like throughout the whole week and things like that and literally offload your feet when you're not training and, and stuff like that, which I'd never thought about before. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely different. Are you are you enjoying like the the pro lifestyle? Yeah, definitely enjoying it. Yeah. I know how lucky I am that I can do this. So yeah, I am I'm just enjoying it all. What's the what's the best bit about it? When I send my sister off to work and I don't have to go. <laughs> or like your work is a different type. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it's not that great when you've got to go four hours in the rain, but I'm a bit jealous if I sat at a desk then. But apart from that, yeah, it's great. Uh, and what what is the hardest bit about about it? I think I think the pressure of trying to make a living out of it. Mm. Um, like this year, well, twenty twenty two, I managed to earn just enough money to break even, but that's obviously not for living costs. So, like, it is hard, and especially when, like, the upcoming pros, like, you don't get given as much until you've got the results, and obviously it's hard to get the results when you don't get given as much. So yeah, it's definitely hard coming through, mm-hmm. and yeah. So hopefully that gets better and better as you get better. But I feel like well, we definitely need more race in the UK. So obviously we don't have to travel as far because there are loads of pros in the UK that could make up these races, could fill these fields with a few obviously internationals. But definitely some more UK races. I know there are getting there are some more, but um, and just like I guess the PTO races, um do offer you money for starting but obviously the only top 50 or 40 get to do these things so the other people don't get any money which doesn't really make sense when the top pros earn so much money whereas the lower ones don't and yeah which is a bit topsy-turvy but yeah it's tough but I guess the because you could say like oh well you could go and get you know you could do it do another job or something but Mm -hmm. No, it, it would be like someone else having a dream of wanting to do a particular career and it doesn't happen overnight. Like you have to, you know, you, you have to work at it, don't you? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming to the spot to make loads of money. Like I know I'm not going to do this and make millions, but even if I can break even, like I'll be happy that I can keep doing it like year on year, which, which is kind of what I want to do. So until I decide that I don't want to do it anymore. So even if, yeah, I can just break even and just keep going, then I'll be happy with that. Do you think that you would do Ironman at some point? I, I, last year I did say that I might do it this year, but mm. definitely not going to do it this year. <laughs> so maybe next year. Um, I definitely will do one. <clears throat> and after we ask people, like, how the train is different and things like that, because I have no idea um but yeah I, I definitely will do one I probably will do one of the bigger ones like Ross or something to get you get you through it I guess but I will do one eventually and you're pretty young to be a professional how do you find that I'm sorry I should say professional long course like yeah. professional 70.3 yeah there are a few young young ones of us but it's good to learn from the older athletes but yeah I feel like because I am younger than I've kind of don't need to and like it's long course you obviously come into it when you're like 30 like it's it's a slow process so I've got like seven years I guess <laughs> so like that till I can so like you've hit your peak or whatever so yeah I'm just yeah just enjoying it and I know I'm not as strong as I'm going to be so I've got that to look forward to so yeah do you, do you see some of the 
those guys who are all pretty young on Mm. the I am do you see that and think oh well because they're just they they, it doesn't feel like there's been that female shift yet but maybe I'm wrong yeah it's pretty amazing that what they're doing at such a young age and yeah they're obviously built differently (laughs) (laughs) they're guys yeah exactly (laughs) you sound quite chilled out about it to be fair (laughs) yeah I think I am just enjoying it getting the training done and living the life and enjoying it <laughs> I feel like I'm still learning to live the lifestyle like I don't like just sitting around waiting for the next training session I still feel like I want to be doing something but yeah um, it's yeah it's good do you find it do you find it hard not having your uni studies yeah I feel like obviously when I was at uni you swim in the morning then you do a bit of uni then you go out on the bike or something so it's like time like you fill the time with I guess uni or like reading and all that as well but mm now yeah when you don't really have much to do it's hard to fill the time and like try not to overtrain or things like that but yeah one other thing about sort of role models and stuff like that do you look up to any of the long distance triathletes yeah Cat Matthews all the British pros yeah there's so many British pros to look up to so yeah they're just all doing amazing but and obviously I get to train with a few of them so that is a great experience but yeah so many of the British pros that like fill in the top 10 of the PTO ranking so it's pretty hard being a British <laughs> but yeah when you've got them to look up to it's very good it must be pretty inspiring actually oh yeah definitely yeah that these all the all the long course pros that you've seen like you know 10 years ago they were doing short course like India Lee like come through and like change careers and stuff like that so yeah it's pretty cool triathlon world is your oyster Lucy it is. <laughs> it is it so is it really is it really really is oh yeah it definitely is well I, I am excited to to follow thanks. <laughs> no problem at all and um thanks for chatting hopefully we know a little bit more about you now yeah uh, you know what it was quite hard researching oh was it yeah. yeah I like to say in the background okay well hopefully people <laughs> will know a little bit more now um yeah no research was very very limited <laughs> <laughs> you could be so you could be like a stealth a stealth triathlete yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who who hides in the background and um yeah. yeah no really really good luck for 2023 thank you thanks very much thanks for listening to the inside tri show if you want to get in touch or get a little bit more information on anything then reach out to helen on instagram or twitter at inside tri show Thank you for all of your thoughts and your questions for the beginners episode with Helen Jenkins, which will be out in April. I'm actually chatting to Helen in a few minutes. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And by the way, if there is anything that you want to hear about, or maybe you just have any questions, just ping me an email, helen at insidetryshow.com. Pete, thanks for your message as well. You said, hello, Helen. Me and my partner listened to the International Women's Day special. What a great show. The stories were inspirational. I can't wait to hear more about the progress of the five ladies doing the rock triathlon. And similarly to that, we had another message. He said, great listen on my dog walk again. Fabulously inspiring Rock 5. Looking forward to following their preparations for Rock Wales. I too shall embrace being a cut-off queen rather than being a back of the packer. 
And then Meevy said, I enjoyed listening to this on International Women's Day. Very inspirational ladies. And I look forward to hearing more about their preparation for The Rock in September. Someone else said, oh, it's my favourite podcast with Bianca on it. What a treat. Feel fit with Lucy as well. Thanks for your note. You just said how much you enjoyed the podcast, to be honest, which I really appreciate. And you shared it as part of your post for International Women's Day. You said thank you so much for all the great content. So, Lucy, thank you as well. And then I just want to give a bit of a shout out as well to Kay, who said, I raced South Australia's only middle distance aqua bike on Sunday. Gnarly ocean swim. Great bike leg, though. Good training for Ibiza multi sports worlds. And then La Joggers. I love this. I went to a Hindu and danced for six hours. Does that count as time on my feet? Absolutely it does. It's all about cross training, right? That's what it's all about. If you like what I do and you want to support the podcast, you can just head over to patreon.com forward slash inside try show and a friend is going to be interviewing me for the next patrons only episode. So if you have any questions you want to ask, then send them my way and I'll pass them on to her. It's Helen at Inside Try Show. So this week's episode has been sponsored by OTE Sports, award-winning nutrition. They fuel this week's guest, Lucy Byram, as well as the Brownie Brothers and Georgia Taylor-Brown and a host of others. So get stocked up now for the season with a 20% discount. It's just for Inside Tri Show listeners. Use the code INSIDE-TRI-20. I'll put links in the show notes. You have to do that over at otesports.co.uk. And if you do want to know all the discounts and things, make sure, by the way, you're signed up to the bi-weekly newsletter that I send out, insidetryshow.com forward slash links. So thank you, as always, for listening. I hope you've made a note of Lucy Byram's name. That's it for this week. So happy training, happy racing, and we'll catch up again next week. Podcast Network.